I don't like girls. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. This is stupid. You know, every once in a while, I know some songs from the 60s and 70s, like my parents used to play that stuff around. And then there's songs that are just so popular that you hear them in movies or I don't know, like you walk into a store and it's playing or whatever. So do you know the band, the OJs? Of course. Okay, I I knew that I knew them, but I could not not name one song. So I looked them up and here's the one song by the OJs that I think everybody should know. Right? This is their most popular song, isn't it? Yeah. They've had a couple of songs, but this is definitely the most popular, I think. I feel like the song's been in movies and stuff. I feel like you just, you know, know, you go somewhere and you're like, oh, this song. No, every place you go on Long Island for a live band, they Mm -hmm. all play this song. This is the song you have to learn. (laughs) If you're in a band, you have to learn it on bass. You have to learn it on guitar. You hear it maybe three times a week if you go to bars. Right. Because they always play this song. Yeah, well, this this actually this song has been in a lot of movies. It was in uh, The Martian. It was in the soundtrack for The Martian. That's the movie with Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. It's in Trolls. It's uh, on Scrubs. If you watch Scrubs, it's in the movie Dead Presidents, and it's in the movie The Last Days of Disco. So even if you're not quite sure, like, I know, I know, I know that song, you might have seen one of those movies. Mm-hmm. So the reason I bring this song up, because it combines the two things I love most, music from movies and a murder mystery. Ooh. Yeah, so this is a great story. It's a cold case that has been going on since 1982. Okay? Mm-hmm. There was there was human remains discovered back in the 80s in a garbage bag that they didn't know who it was. They just they found remains. They kept them around Mm -hmm. they tried to do some uh you know whatever forensic investigation they could possibly do in the 80s you know they didn't have dna was just getting started it wasn't quite what it is now and it was super expensive and took forever and and uh wasn't really a thing so they found this and that was pretty much it back in the 80s yeah that's true they had fingerprints they had uh dental recognition so uh this is happens in ohio okay Mm -hmm. The one thing they did know is they can tell the person had been stamped to death. Okay. Several years prior. So it was sometime probably in the late 70s the body was stabbed. And the body was found in 1982 in Ohio. Okay. Okay. Guess what happened today? They did a DNA test in October because DNA is so good right now. Mm -hmm. And they were able to connect the DNA of the body that was found in 1982 to the guitarist and songwriter for the OJs. No. Yes. Frankie Little Jr. is his name. Frank Frank Little Jr., but they called him Frankie. No way. So they have all these bones in the back room, and they say, mm-hmm. now take a DNA kit. They give it to the intern, take a DNA kit, and just go go nuts back there and find out who these people are right absolutely wow what happened was they had a somehow they had a close relative of his provide a dna sample i guess you know he'd been missing 
because now they do familial DNA. So they don't even need your hairbrush anymore. Mm -hmm. They can connect you to a family member. So one of his family members had given the Ohio police their DNA and it was just analyzed by a crime lab. And sure enough, it's it's Frankie's identity was confirmed just today. And so he had been with the OJs. He joined the army. He served two years in Vietnam. He goes back to Cleveland and then mysteriously disappeared in the mid to late 70s. No one knew where he was or what happened to him. Here's their other song. You know this one. Oh, yeah. I knew this was the OJs. Wow. And there he is. I, I see the video. He's right there. That's what he looks like with skin. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just awful. He had hair and skin back then. So if yes, you see him a- now, you don't recognize him. But if you see him like this, you go, oh, yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's just bones now. That's why. Right. He's, he's yeah. like that skeleton that you, you buy at the, the Halloween store. But back then, he had hair. Yeah. And he was alive. Yeah. Look at him move. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so pretty cool. So they were able to. Okay, so they didn't solve his murder. They just so far they identified his remains. But this is a good sign because it means that now they know where to start and they know where to go. and They know who the body is. So now they can start looking for who killed him. Yeah, I think that's the first part is to find out who the bones belong to. Then you figure that out. Then it's all you open up a can of worms and you got to find yeah. out. If he was stabbed, how do they find out he's stabbed, though, if he's just bones? No, I'll tell you why, because I've watched so many of these shows. So when you are stabbed, the way that the knife goes into you and hits your bones is very specific. And I guess on the bones, they were able to see those slash marks that are made by a knife. And it was consistent all through the bones that would, you know, like breastbone or rib cage, stuff like that. This was one of the OJ's hits. And it's called Backstabbers. No! <laughs> Get out! What they do They smile in your face Oh my god! <laughs> and that's what happened to him! Oh my god, that's freaky! Do you think somebody took the song literally and were like, okay? And stabbed him in the back. Wow. It's freaking me out. It's called Backstabbers. Wow, this is really freaking me out. <laughs> See, there he is right there. He's got skin. And he probably wrote the song. And he called it I bet it was somebody in the band. I bet it was like, because there's three lead singers. So I bet it was one of them because maybe he wrote Backstabbers. And then he was getting money for it. So I would talk to everybody in the band. Right. Yeah, you got to watch what kind of songs you write. Because if you write songs giving instructions. Smile on your face. From the same era, the brothers Johnson wrote a song called Stomp. Can you imagine if one of them were found like with with a with a 
footprint with a footmark on their head. Or if Eminem's ex, Kim, was killed and dragged in the ocean from a trunk, they would talk to Eminem. Right. Be like, wait a minute, you wrote about this. Yeah, we, we read about it. But backstabbers, that's a little weird. Yeah. I love this story. Yeah. See, the three singers, I would bring all three of them in, all three of them in and say, okay, and you put the light on them in a dark room and you say, where were you the night of 1978? But see, that's the problem. So that's I watch all these cold case shows. There's two problems that the cold case detectives run into. One of them is that a lot of the people are dead. Yeah. So, you know, somebody that was alive back then that was in their 30s or 40s, you know, they're either they have Alzheimer's, they're too old, they don't remember anything or they're dead. So there's your witness gone, Um, you know, or the opposite happens that after all these years, somebody wants to unburden themselves. Now, and they're like, you know what? If they did it in 79, they're over it. <laughs> you know, they barely don't remember anymore. What I would do is I'd bring the Jackson 5 in because they were probably fighting for chart space. <laughs> so I would bring Jermaine Jackson in and say, where were you in 1979? <laughs> yeah, but then he's going to pin it on Michael. Right. It could have been Michael. Michael wanted the space on the on the chart. They, they were but that's my point. Michael's OJ. dead. So even if even if you were like Michael Jackson, did you have this guy killed? You can't because he's dead, too. That's see, that's the only problem with these stories is you could just blame all the dead people. Well, what about Rolls Royce? They did the song Car Wash. I would bring them in because they were probably on the chart at the same time. That's a good point, too. The same yep. band, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's this competition right there. <laughs> Bring Evil, in vicious all these fans from 1976 <laughs> and figure out where they were. <laughs> the Funky Town people, bring them in. Bring these guys in. What are they doing? <laughs> it's definitely the Funky Town guys. I would blame the disco people. Bring the Bee Gees in. Ooh, you know what? You have to bring in the video people because they're the ones who killed the radio stars. <gasps> See, this, anyone this, who anyone who put out a video, Elton <laughs> come on, John. you're coming where, in. Where was Elton John? Oh, the, I know. <laughs> right. Where was Elton? Hmm. Who became really successful because of the death of the guy from the OJs? The Bee Gees. Hmm. Right. They got bring in whatever Gibbs are left. Bring in who was who's left of the Gibbs? Maurice. Bring in Maurice. Well, who broke out in, in the 80s? Well, Run DMC could have been them. They nah, different over. genre. Did they still took over though? They probably sampled the OJs. <gasps> See, now it gets deeper. <laughs> <laughs> you really missed your calling, my friend. You should do these cold cases. I think I have a pretty good notion of what they're up to. It's the Cooper and Anthony show. So in Houston, this woman, she's a beauty blogger named Cindy, and she just started dating this guy. He's a real estate dude. His name is Tehran Stokes. And they like literally had just started dating. She hadn't really told anybody in her life about him yet because it was still a new relationship. And there might have been something shady going on. Like she had a friend that had a crush on him. So she didn't want to hurt the friend or, you know, whatever the situation was. She was sort of like keeping it on the down low. And let me point out that this couple is gorgeous. I mean, they are simply 
stunning. Like mm-hmm. they're beautiful as individuals, and then you put them together, and it's just like radiant. So he had brought her flowers. You know, they went to the movies and they had this. It was, I think it was her birthday. So he got her flowers and they were doing movies, dinner and a movie kind of thing. And uh, so she's standing there with the flowers. He takes a photo of her. And this woman is walking by and goes, oh, my God, you guys are a beautiful couple. Do you mind if I take a picture of you? And they were like, uh, oh, OK, weird lady. Like she couldn't get over like the couple and how stunning they were. Mm-hmm. So. This older woman, 75 year old woman, takes a picture of Cindy and Tehran and she posts it on her Twitter and she writes, when we were coming out of a movie, I saw a beautiful couple. He was taking her pic. She had flowers. I said, can I take your pic? I had my mask on so they didn't know who I was. Maybe just a crazy woman. It was Cher. (laughs) Cher posted a photo of this gorgeous couple i mean gorgeous couple like they look like models on her twitter page it now has eighty three thousand likes um over a thousand replies you can uh, like literally thousands of retweets and the problem was they weren't quite out as a couple yet oh no <laughs> yeah but at that point, this woman who's a beauty blogger, she was like, all right, I'm just going to go with this. So she posted and she said, oh, my God, it really was Cher who took my photo last night. Well, so much for keeping my boo private. <laughs> I sure hope he's not married. I know. I don't think he's married. He's not. He's definitely not married. But she said uh-huh. that she was not going to publicize their romance. They've been keeping this romance secret and they didn't. It doesn't say why they're keeping it secret, but they'd been keeping it secret. And they got outed by Cher. <laughs> Who the hell follows Cher on Twitter? I do. Why? I do. <laughs> what is she going to tweet that's going to blow your mind? It's like people that follow Doritos. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, do we, is Cher going to tweet something that we go, oh, my God? Yes. In fact, Cher has 3.9 million followers. And she regularly tweets a lot of political stuff. She used to go up to Trump all the time, but then she'll tweet some wacky stuff like kittens are hardcore. You know, weird. And then one day she just tweeted the word Joe. So everyone named Joe wrote, yes, share. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you I, I, I don't understand why we follow these people. It's a pop culture thing. No, because it's a pop culture thing because she's an icon. It's Cher and she tweets wacky things. And um, it's always fodder for gossip columnists. And she goes after a lot of politicians hard. Like she and Bette Midler are like savage when it comes to that sort of thing. They don't let anything go. And I think there was like famously Cher and Trump had gone back and forth before he was even president. So they they already had set a precedent that they would get on Twitter and go after each other back and forth on Twitter. So that was like a thing. It was like the feud between this guy on a reality show and share and this guy who later became president and share. So it was kind of fascinating. Yeah, I get that. But then I look at my Twitter account and I see Mountain Dew. I follow Mountain Dew. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> 
I, I don't understand why we do these things. Why we follow a brand or a person. Entertainment. It's sheer entertainment. Well, you and I do it because we have to stay in the know. So anybody that everyone's talking about, we I have to have seen that tweet before I read about it in the Daily Mail or Us Weekly. Right. I had to have already seen it and be part of the conversation by the time it makes it to you know, entertainment news sites. That's the first thing. Oreos is always flirting with milk. You know, I follow both Oreos and milk and they flirt back and forth. It's like, get a room already, Oreos and milk. I know. I just look at this and go, <laughs> really? Are This is where we're at, that we're excited <laughs> when Oreos tweets? I mean, Cher hasn't been relevant since 92. That's yet- not true. She's completely <sighs> relevant. People love her. No, mm. you don't understand. She is, she's a gay icon. And the other thing is, if you think about it, like that whole Peloton thing that blew up this week with and just like that, the Sex in the City sequel. Right. I mean, that got a lot of attention. That's a brand. Soul Cycle tweeted at them like, you know, if he was a Soul Cycle, he wouldn't have been dead. You know, and it's just it's funny. It's funny. It's entertainment. I know, but then I, I'd say, oh, look, SoulCycle said something exciting. I'll follow them. And then a year later, I'm going, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> Why am I still following? Yeah. Why am I following right. a stationary bike? <laughs> 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 I mean, is this where my life is? Well, listen, there are some that are really funny. You know, like Ruffles is always funny. Denny's. <laughs> Ruffles. I, you know, Wendy's is like my favorite. Wendy's is hilarious. Wendy's is good, but it's... <sighs> Like okay. Chipotle is really fun to follow. Chipotle tweeted, uh, good morning to everybody except people who steal our Tabasco bottles. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, pretty funny. But you're going to look back in a year and go, why am I following hot sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and then I, I can look at your Twitter account and see that you're following hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody that might want to give you a job one day. That's what I'm going to bring up in the interview. Why do you follow hot sauce? Right. I, I need you to work, not follow the Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it, it boggles my mind. And I, I thought that today when I was on Twitter and different people pop up. And I don't remember why I followed them. It depends what Twitter you're on. Like I'm on comedy Twitter. You know, I'm on parenting Twitter a little bit because um, I tweet about my five-year-old niece and I have a lot of friends that have that are parents um, and they're funny, like the parents are funny. So they're sort of part of humor Twitter, comedy Twitter. And the best thing about comedy Twitter is you can say something completely outrageous and nobody bats an eye. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cooper and Anthony show. These people are obviously total lunatics. A couple of years ago, I worked for Fox. Mm-hmm. And I always said when Fox comes out with a show that's so bad that you can't watch it, what I would always say is Fox doesn't want me to have money. What do you mean? Because they just put crap on the air that nobody watches. So when I see a horrible TV show, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking, all right, what's on NBC at this time? What is on CBS, ABC at the same time? What's going to take our ratings away? Right. Who are they competing with in the, at that time slot? Yeah. Like Gordon Ramsay needs another TV show like a hole in the head. You I know, know be- I saw that. I'm like, what is he doing now? Some travel show? I don't want to watch that. Yeah. I don't know what he has on the people that run Fox. He's got photos of them with sheep. 
I swear. I, I don't know what he has. <laughs> um, so there's a new show, and I, I started to watch it today, and the whole time my mouth is open saying, why? I still say it. Why does Fox not want me to have money, even though I don't work there anymore? But right. why do they put this shit on TV? And it's the you have to watch it because it's what the, is it? It's 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 the latest crap. What's the latest crap? What is it? I can see your voice. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. It's got the Ken dude from all the Hangover movies. Oh, oh, Ken Jong. Ken Jong. So he's the host. Really? <laughs> and the judges are Debbie Gibson. Paula oh, Abdul. Wait, Debbie Gibson got a job? Whoa, okay. Debbie Gibson, Paula Abdul, Cheryl Hines, uh, Nicole... Cheryl ba- Hines? You mean from Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> yeah. What's she doing on this show? That's so <laughs> random. She's an actress. She played Larry David's wife. Like, why is she on a... Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm I'm watching this show, and you cannot not watch this show. It is so bad. So yeah, it sounds bad. Uh, What's oh, the concept? Okay, that's the whole thing about this show. It's bamboozled from friends. Oh. Remember the TV show that Joey got? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it didn't make any sense. It had a million uh, rules, and none of it made any sense. That's exactly what this show is. <laughs> So it's got one dumb thing after another that you're going, it's bamboozled. What? (laughs) I I don't understand. Okay, so here's the premise. They get 10 people. Okay. And they put them on stage and they lip sync to their own voice or somebody else's voice. You have to figure out if they're the real singer or a fake singer. Who has to figure out they do or the the judges do or no? So they bring a contestant out to Wait, win and money. There's a contestant. There's a contestant that wins money if he bets on them if they're if they are the real people or fake. So then the judges, I guess the Debbie Gibson, Paula Abdul, Cheryl Hines people, they give their mo. Wait, why do you need judges then? You have a contestant who's guessing. And then, if you really don't un- know who is the right singer, you can hit the golden microphone, which what? they'll bring up another celebrity who's on Skype. This time it was Shaq, and he gives us two cents, but he doesn't know. Wait, so you bring up, what, so this can, can the contestant, is this like phone a friend? So you, now Shaq is the one who's going to say, I think it's. phone a friend, but Shaq doesn't know the answer. I think it's the girl in the pink dress. Yeah, Shaq gives his his two cents, but it doesn't make any sense. Right, because he doesn't know either. Then you got to pick, and then you lock it in, and then you wait, and it's the most amazing show you've ever seen. And wait, th- and then what happened? So out of the 10 people, you have to guess which one was really singing? <laughs> which one is a show? real singer and which one is not a real singer? So Who, who they- cares? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But you cannot not watch it because it's so bad. I can. I can very easily not watch it. No, you have to watch the show. Our contestants deck the halls on their way to 100,000. Deck the halls? What does that mean? 
want their sweat right now. So deck the halls because it's Christmas. They're going to sing Christmas songs. So they bring out the contestant and they bring out the 10 people that sing. And then they got the judges and then they got Shaq. It's, and then Ken Jung, he's out there. See if you understand this at all. Good evening and welcome to the first ever I Can See Your Voice Holiday Spectacular. The audience? The uh-huh. happiest they've ever been in their they're life. They're going batshit. They love it. They, they can't get enough of it. They, love it. But they, they're going batshit as if the show has been on forever and they can't believe that they're actually seeing it live. That's the weird thing. And the fact that they're doing a holiday special, you're not even a show yet. You can't like South Park has been on the air for 20 years and they finally did a holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> you put this show out January 1st. You don't have to deal with this crap. <laughs> We yeah, we don't need a holiday what, special out of you. We don't know what kind of music they do because they're doing Christmas music. Did they do rock? Did they do pop? I don't understand. My green plaid Christmas suit. Okay, now he's talking about his Christmas suit. And as usual, helping tonight's contestant is our glamorous panel of celebrity detectives. Yes! They're detectives? And you they're know not judges, they're detectives. Right. You two. I choreographed Debbie's video, Shake Your Love. When she was 17. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yay. Debbie Gibson and Paula Abdul. Now, let's meet tonight's contestant hoping to take home a Santa sack full of Christmas cash worth $100,000. It is Bryce from... We don't know who Bryce is. Bryce no, is... No, Bryce is just some dude. <laughs> in the house. Okay, Bryce, pay attention. The good singers will be telling the truth, but the bad singers could be lying about anything. You have to find and eliminate the bad lying singers about what? who are trying to fool you. <laughs> Let's get this who ate the investigation cookies? underway and reveal tonight's secret voices. What? They're on stage. One. They're all dressed up. Christmas elf. Christmas elf. She's not spreading Christmas cheer at a theme park. She's racking up musical achievements, such as performing with legendary producer David Foster in the semifinals of a singing competition. Like, that could be a lie. <laughs> Number two. Right. It's mariachi performer. She started. It just it, this, it goes on and wow, this on goes on and on. on. Just on. yeah, get to the competition. I don't care that much about Eliminate. these people. You will earn fifteen. Okay, here you go. This, this a brand is, new way to help you win money. Bring you hundred thousand dollars. How do I do that? Wow. Yeah, how do I win money? What do I do? A super secret weapon that may bring you closer to that one hundred thousand dollars. Oh God! Let me hear the singers already. You win money. <laughs> you can now activate the golden mic. What is what what? Uh, this America's Got Talent is like the golden buzzer. What is that? Some additional help from tonight's mystery celebrity who will be scrutinizing all the secret voices from a top I'm, secret I'm, remote location. Okay, you, uh, you already told me a check. Can you move forward to where they actually the sing? Because this is really okay, tedious. Now let's get into the investigation with our first lip sync showdown. Okay, investigation. So now they're going to lip sync. The people on the stage are going to lip sync. So you got to figure out if it's their voice or a lip sync voice, even though everybody's lip syncing. Wait, yeah. so one of them is actually singing or everyone's lip syncing? Everybody's <laughs> lip syncing, but are they lip syncing to their own voice or oh. a real singer? 
Price has another brand new twist this season. Uh, the Secret Voices will be performing two at a time. That's a fuck's sake. This is bamboozled. And then if it's Tuesday, one of them. Wow. And the date starts with a two. You get an extra. $20. And he's going to pick the 5K holiday runner As I look who at looks like a, a, a reindeer. The stature, I really don't believe him being a 5K runner. He looks okay, more Okay, can somebody please just sing already? Runner. Can so I just I hear the singing? Thing. Isn't that the also, whole point? <laughs> halfway into the show. She has oh my God. Presence to <laughs> her nothing, no one sang her. yet. I believe her being a good singer. Excellent analysis. Just so you know, all of our good singers will be lip syncing to their own voices, but pay attention because all of the bad singers will be lip syncing to someone else's lovely voice. <laughs> Give it up for a holiday. Wait, everybody's lip syncing. Just one person is the actual singer. Just say it like that. Ballerina. Are they ever going to sing? All right. Ooh, it's happening, people. It's happening. <laughs> um, they told me Okay, so he sings the whole song, by the way. This is one guy singing? I thought all 10 of them are singing. Well, it's two at a time. So now the ballerina is going to sing, and you got to find out if this is her voice. Her voice is terrible. <laughs> no, and she, I guess she can sing. So then we find. I he, liked her stage presence. Uh, also, so now all took, the. Oh, now we got to be analyzed by everybody and to Jack. To be a ballerina and clearly just looking at her form. It looks right. I thought it looked wrong. Really? Yeah, I did. I did. Because you're high. I did. I think when she went up on Releve, I didn't feel it all come together in the core balance. Oh, so she's Jesus Christ. (laughs) Just get to the end. Was she the real singer? I don't even care. (laughs) (laughs) But the guy's got to torture. He's got to pick. And then he's got to lock it in. Way more comfortable by it. Then then we're going to find out from the contestant what he thinks before he locks it in. And then looking at the ballerina, I do agree with Paula a little bit. With she stood up a little bit on her play, he was like a little shaky. And I want to eliminate the ballerina. This is an hour long, by the way. And lock it in. Let's go. It already feels like an hour. Okay. <laughs> We're only now, ten minutes Bryce, in. Have you identified a bad singer and made a cool fifteen thousand dollars, or a good singer and won nothing? Ballerina. So now we're going to find out if she's a real singer or not a real singer. How do we find out? She's going to come out and sing. So now they're building it up. There's smoke all over the stage. She's coming out in her ballerina outfit. The music's going to play. Is she real or fake? So she's going to sing the song live. Okay, so she's a fake singer. She was lip syncing. She's terrible. So the guy won $15,000. Yeah. and You know what? I want to give him $15,000 just so I never have to watch this show. How much will it cost me to never watch this show? I'll give him that. hour long. You have to watch it. Chandler, 
You've been bamboozled. This is the best game ever. Somebody greenlit that. What? This game is kind of fun. Think about it like this. There are people out there that actually have really, really good ideas for television shows. They just don't know anybody. They're not in that world. So they have nobody to pitch their fantastic idea to. Yet Fox is putting out this shit. It must be infuriating to somebody that's like a real television writer that just doesn't know anybody yet. You know what I mean? But what frustrating your job is relied on by the ratings of this TV show. Like mine oh, was. Then you're, you know, you're fired. You're all fired. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, this has got to pull a 10 share or I can't eat this week. <laughs> <laughs> and you're watching You're not it, eating. And you watch it and you go, what the hell? And th- then at the end, it's down to two people. Then they find out. Then it's down to one. Is he a real singer or not? Then Debbie Gibson comes out to sing with him. Oh, Boy, Jesus. they... They, they've gone a long way <laughs> for Debbie Gibson, who, by the way, I follow her on Instagram. Oh, of course and, you do. Why? Of co- what, because, <laughs> why? I'll tell I'll I'll tell you why, because ah, this is so terrible. Listen, I'm don't hate me. Don't judge me. I'm going to tell you exactly why I follow her. I follow her because she makes me laugh because she is so she's 50, but she's so 51. desperate to hang on to her electric youth that the other, I remember the first time I saw her on Instagram, she was dressed like Ariana Grande and she was 49. I was like, honey, no, you know, it, I understand like wanting to look young, but it was like, she was wearing a full on Ariana Grande, like thigh high boots, sweatshirt that stopped at her vagina line, no pants, hair in a big ponytail. And it wasn't joking. Like she was like, yeah, Hey guys, what's up? And then she sits down at the piano and she sings and she's terrible. Yeah, she's not. I she mean, she cannot not. sing. She can't sing it. She's okay. She's like, if you go to karaoke, she's your friend that you're like, yeah, she did pretty well in karaoke tonight. But she is no Debbie Gibson from back in the day. Um, but she's trying so desperate. Oh, she's so thirsty. She is such a thirst trap. So I follow her because it's hilarious. I follow her for the same reason I follow like Paulina Poroskova. You know, just the desperation is just bizarre to me somebody like that you put them on tv what's the first thing i do when i see her on tv i say hey s-i-r-i because i can't say that name hey s-i-r-i how old is debbie gibson and And then you find out she's 51 51 so they gotta hate that look i think it's super cool that debbie gibson is on television she's 51 and she's like bringing it you know what i mean but and that's totally cool i just I'm it's her her Instagram is really disturbing because she's so she has no self-awareness. You know, it's 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 I mean, I have a friend who does her hair and he's the one that kind of hit me to it. He was like, you got to check out Debbie's Deborah. You got to check out Deborah's Instagram. Yeah. So he sent me one Instagram thing where I thought she was doing a parody of herself, but she was dead serious. I was like, oh, this is funny. (laughs) But you like, know, no. they have two singers on this show. So at the end, you know, it's either going to be Paula Abdul or Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson definitely has the better voice out of those two. Right. So she's going to get the airtime. 
Why is Cheryl Hines on the show? I have no idea. I don't know why anybody's on the show. Why do they call Shaq? I mean, <laughs> right. why is Shaq your your phone a friend? <laughs> and Shaq goes, I, I don't know the answer, but I think, then why are you wasting my what? time? Aren't you in basketball? Why are you giving me your opinion about a singer? Like, why are you even, what? what's going on here? This is the producer bragging that he has Shaq's number. It's exactly right. And it's right next to Paula Abdul's number and right next <laughs> right. to Debbie Gibson's number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think. Oh, my God. I think their publicist emails these people kind of like what they do all the time with us. Would you like uh-huh. to have Debbie Gibson on the show? No, no, <laughs> there's nothing we can ask her. The funniest thing is like um, this friend of mine that knows Debbie Gibson was like, do you want her on the show? I was like, no, <laughs> like I didn't even want her. Fox <laughs> says yes. I said the Cooper and Anthony show said, nah, we're going to pass nah. on, on Debbie Gibson. <laughs> Fox is like, yeah, bring her on. We're going to make her a judge. No, not a judge, a detective, <laughs> a detective. And she gets to sing at the end, which she's lip syncing to herself because she's not singing live. So yeah. it's not everything about the show is wrong. It's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. They don't want me to have money. That's what I, I think. Right. I feel bad for Ken Jong because he's so funny. Like his stand up special was amazing. He's such a star. Why is he doing this? No, he's only good in in hangover movies. He's amazing in the hangover series. That's oh, you what, didn't see his uh, Netflix special then. No. His Netflix special was I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one of the best things ever. He tells the whole you know, remember he used to be a doctor. Right. And then decided to be a stand up comic and then ended up on the hangover movies and, you know, ended up with this big, huge career, like a second, like a second life. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells these great stories. It's, it's hilarious. I never laughed so hard in my life. He's very funny. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you? It's the Cooper and Anthony show. I'm on the one week countdown now to the matrix. We are T minus oh. one week away from the matrix. And I can't cool. wait. Yeah, I bet you're excited about it. I'm very excited. And I'm the good thing about it, it's going to be on HBO. So I don't have to deal with people. <laughs> right. And yeah. go out. But, you know, if you bring Keanu Reeves on, you're going to get a good interview. He's got some great things to say. Yep, yep, yep. So GMA had him on this morning and he revealed oh, no. some things about the producers in the beginning hated his name wait the the, producer you mean when he first started out in acting oh yeah people like no you got to change that name you got to be steve (laughs) steve reeves nobody's gonna know what keanu (laughs) is they think it's it you know nobody's gonna hire you wow so yeah great interview this morning um back into the matrix after nearly 20 years had the chance to sit down with the star and talk about his return to the straight hand does everything Strahan is how does he get jobs <laughs> they keep hi- over and over they're like uh we need some i'll get Strahan. okay he says no to nothing that guy is everywhere they flew him to space right that's right <laughs> <laughs> he went to space last week so last week he's in space and then sunday he's on football stuff and now today he's hanging out with keanu reeves Right. And like a couple of weeks ago, didn't he host like some parade or something? (laughs) Of course he did. (laughs) I remember this. His career has spanned more than three decades. Yes way, Ted! From roles like high school rocker Ted Theodore Logan. Party on, dudes! To the fierce John Wick. I'll kill them. 
which oh, I so think, sexy. I think John his Wick most is mysterious role, Neo the from The Matrix. Am I crazy? We don't use that word in here. You you play some characters that are iconic mm -hmm. that so many of us like. Do you do you have That's a favorite? Kind. A favorite? Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I know it's um, hard when you've been in sixty-eight films to pick a favorite. Okay, sixty. Yeah, he's been in so many franchises. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think is his favorite? Um, I mean, my favorite of his was the character he played on Parenthood, but he's probably going to say The Matrix because that's what he's doing now. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to say the thing you're doing right now, don't you? The Matrix changed my life. When you're walking down the street, do people come up to you and recite their favorite lines from any of your movies? So who, which one do they are they going to say? Red pill, blue pill. Yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah, I did a film called uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> I played Ted yeah, well, Kegel. I says, like, we never heard of it. <laughs> right. I played this one little movie back in, you know, the 80s. I don't know if you've heard Logan, of it. And so once in a while on the street, I would get, be excellent. Excellent. <laughs> and party on. And so many people now, they scream, Keanu, Keanu. But at one point, they wanted you to change your name. Yes, they did, sir. And did you ever consider? Uh, okay, so I'm 20 years old. I'm in my first car. I wanted to be in movies, went to Hollywood. And I get there, and they're like, we want to change your name. I'm just like, why? And they were like, well, Keanu, maybe it's a little too exotic. We don't mm -hmm. want to, you know. And so, yeah, I did. You know, what were some like, of the other names? Like Chuck Spadina. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> no. Ridiculous names. I just actually couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Ask Arnold Schwarzenegger about name changing. Yeah, me too. Right. What made you know it was the right time to do another film? Really came from from the writer, director, visionary Lana Wachowski. Lana Wachowski, yeah. Mm -hmm. When she called and I was like, What's up? And she's like, you know, well I'm thinking of doing another Matrix and I was like I'm I'm all, I'm in. What? <laughs> and, and one of the fans' favorite parts of the trailer is when your character says, I still know Kung Fu. And we know you learned martial arts for the trilogy. Yeah. Did you? Movie martial arts. Movie, okay. Right, Movie he can't fight anybody arts. in real life. Don't, like, don't, don't come at him in real life. He can't help you. Don't fight him in a bar. He knows movie <laughs> martial arts. He knows arts. nothing. So how much time did that take? How much did you have to train for that? On the original, it was about three months. Okay, so he trained for three months. Real martial artist trained for 30 years years not yeah. not three um, months right three um, months it's like move your arm like this like this like that right we did a you're basically it's more like, it's like dancing <laughs> yeah they they, they they taught him how to dance in a martial arts way um, i want to say it was at least 10 weeks and then like we if he gets mugged to, he's screwed oh yeah he's not jump off he can't board. help himself you did it yeah we did how many stories it was well it was about 44 40. and then you had to walk up a couple of stories. No, no. Yeah, so he actually did jump off a building. They had a rope wow. connected to him, no, no, but he I'm jumped off the building. Up. You jumped. I would yeah, never do my own stunts. That seems stupid. Oh, no. With CGI now? No. Hell no. Right, exactly. CGI me. I'll just I'll jump off this bed and just make it seem like it's really, really far down. I'm going to go from the top of the bed to the bottom of the bed. I'm John Wick. I'm not jumping right. off a building. That we take in the <laughs> right. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no CGI in that. No. That's real. Carrie Ann Moss. Mm. Yes. I wasn't sure I'd see you again. How was it to work with her again? 
what's he gonna say? It sucked. She's a bitch. <laughs> I can't stand her. Uh, he smells really like amazing. fish. The performance that she gives at the top of that building. I don't want to give too much away, but like, I'm gonna cry. But uh, it was like I got to see that up close to see her, her strength and stuff, and uh, it was cool to be there. You're allowed to cry. <laughs> Why is he it. crying Don't about Carrie Ann Moss's acting? Because it was a, such a brilliant acting job. <sighs> I how love Keanu Reeves, but like, I fucking hate it actors. Might be the last time again. Mm. You know? Mm. How could so I'm trying to take anybody it in. hate him? And with some candy. I, no, I love him. I just hate when they're like, you know, she was so brave. And a million firefighters are like, um, hi. <laughs> Can we talk about bravery? <laughs> like, don't don't call it actor who just was really good in a movie, Brave. Like, I go into burning buildings. That's Brave. Okay, at the end, he is presenting Keanu with a blue pill and a red pill. Oh, Jesus. Which they're is so actually corny. good. So, no, they're so corny on GMA. That's so stupid. But it, you think, which one would he take? Would he take the blue one and continue the life that he has, or would you take the red one knowing the matrix? We asked the question on everyone's mind. Which one would you take? You know, it gets harder and harder as I get older to take that red pill. Because you like your life. You love your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I know there's a matrix, I'm still going to eat a red pill. So there you go. He would eat the red pill, which I don't believe he would eat the blue pill and continue living his awesome life that he has. Well, Will Smith would eat any pills that they would give him at this point, because I don't know if you know this, but Will Smith turned down the role of Neo in the Matrix. because shoot Wild Wild West. Exactly. Do Wild Wild West instead, because he was like, Matrix, that's stupid. That's not going anywhere. I'm going to do Wild Wild West. It's going to be a huge franchise. Mm. Because it was a huge TV show and with Jim West and all that. So he thought this is going to be big, which I loved Wild Wild West. So I don't understand why people hated it, but it was no Matrix. No, because it was a terrible movie. The Wild Wild West was awful. It was a dumb movie. (laughs) It's it's no The Matrix. I mean, it's like comparing um, Walk Like a Man to Apocalypse Now. I mean, they're both movies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, like you can't compare the two. 